Boozed and Confused is a comedy and weird topic podcast. Adult language may be used probably by me. While our episode topics may be educational in nature, we are not responsible if your children start dropping the F-bomb to their kindergarten class. Listener discretion is advised. everybody we're back we're we're sorry didn't mean to i actually wrote this episode for last week's episode which ended up not getting recorded for various reasons so you get it now uh which is actually okay because there's like a very tiny update to it um but before we get into today's episode hello i'm caroline hey this is uh um Shoot, this is Matt. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Boost and Confused, the weekly podcast, except when it's not <laughs> the episode or the the podcast where we release episodes every Monday, except for when we don't. Um, yeah. Before we get into today's episode, uh, a few notes that I'm just gonna run through. I think today's gonna be a little bit of a shorter episode. It's more of like a weird history. Um, but yeah, okay, so first piece is uh, we're on all your favorite social medias. We're on Facebook, Instagram, the YouTube, and Twitter. We and are on Twitter, we are aren't we? on Twitter. And uh, hi, Daddy Elon. And um, if you want to hang out with us, send us some cool shit. We're always down for that. If not, if social media is not really your thing, you can reach us at boozedandconfusedpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, what else? Uh, if you like the pod and you want to support us, the best way that you could do that is by leaving a review and or subscribing or following wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, it's always appreciated. And, and get this. There's more. You're never going to believe this. Wait, let me guess. There's some kind of <laughs> thing that we send them. There's a thing we send you. If you take a screenshot of a review that you've left uh, and send it to us, we'll send you some booze and confused stickers. Stick. I was going to guess vials of blood. Yeah. Uh, the vials of blood are next. Yeah. Once the stickers run out. Once the stickers run out. So make sure you get your stickers today. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll send you some stickers wherever you are in the world. Oh, or at least we try to. We really try uh, in terms of like outside of the continental u.s so um what else what are we drinking and it's a we are drinking thing it's a uh lining kugel uh lemon haze ipa uh it's like an ipa with a little bit of like a like like lemon at the end was it the grapefruit one of this pack that i really liked <laughs> stop you it. like the peach <laughs> oh that was it the peach yeah, like one the, like the sour it was peach. like the um it was, it was sour. like it was like eating peachios in liquid form this one, I, I I really just have like a little cup of it with like two sips. I don't know that I'm really sold on it. So it's it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I can get through it. It's fine. Um, okay, so today's episode, um, I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole with this and um, I learned a lot from this rabbit hole. Uh, but apparently it's not news to other people it's like weird history but when i talked to people about it they were like oh yeah duh and i was like well what do you mean duh 
This is brand new news to me. So it's news to us. It's it yeah. So we're we're gonna talk about it. Um, but among all of the other like absolutely batshit insane headlines that you've probably heard in the news recently, there's one that probably stood out a lot more than the others. And it was much more gruesome than the others, if you saw the photos, which I don't know, I'd recommend not looking if yeah, I don't know. It I don't know. I wish I could unsee it maybe a little bit. Really? Um, well, I yeah, wanna I, I wanna see it for the first time. Did you then. see it? No, I didn't. Oh. Look, you're my news source. Yeah, that's not healthy. <laughs> you're my news source. Because if I look at the news, then it's all I focus on. I'm your news aggregator. Um everything's peachy in the world. We're all good. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Okay. Uh so there were pictures that surfaced of this like horribly decayed body that was basically skeletal um, inside of a barrel that's been rusted out it looks like and it's laying in a part of Lake Mead that's reached unprecedented low water levels Um, and the update to this is that they just found more skeletal remains over the weekend Um, and it sounds like that's going to be a much more common thing at least that's what the authorities have have said that we should expect more bodies to pop up um we could make this an episode about the horrors of climate change because that's the larger story here. Let's be real. Uh, but we're just going to like sidestep that part. Just the bodies. Yeah. <laughs> How gonna... the heck did those bodies get there? We're going to sidestep that part for now and focus on the horrors of just like dead bodies that have been hidden in the lake for decades. Um, before we get into what's in the lake, let's put the lake itself into perspective and give it some context because... Uh, this kind of blew my mind a little bit. I, uh, anything like too far West of us, I really don't have great, um, I don't know, geographic knowledge. So reading a lot of this was new to me for the first time. Um, so Lake Mead is the largest man-made reservoir in the U.S. It spans over 110 miles long in Nevada and Arizona. When it's at its fullest, it boasts 759 miles of shoreline. That's a big, that's a big body of water. Yeah, it's huge. It's 532 feet deep, 247 square miles of surface, and an astounding 28 million acre feet of water. That's when it's at its fullest. Again, the horrors, the real horrors of the story is that it's at like unprecedented uh, low levels of water. But so it's in Nevada. It's located on the Colorado River. It's like 25 miles from the Las Vegas Strip. This part is pretty important. Um, and uh, scary part is that 25 million people in Arizona, Nevada, California, and Mexico rely on uh, Lake Mead water, which has been running out of water at a pretty high rate. That's concerning. That's yeah. an alarming rate. Yeah. Well, we're just going to talk about the bodies, though. Just the bodies. How'd just, they get there? Just the bodies. Don't, um, don't go swimming if you're going to go in a barrel, I think, is yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. taking away from this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as of last Monday, the lake's water level was around 1,054 feet above sur- sea level, which is 160 feet below it's 2000 level when it was last considered full and it's the lowest level on record for the reservoir since it was filled in the 1930s. Okay. So why do we keep harping on like how low the water is getting? It's because it's hot. Um, well, there's a lot of things going on, but, 
Um, you know, let's let's sum it up a little bit. It's the largest man-made reservoir in the U.S. Uh, it's been around since the Hoover Dam was built. It's close to the Las Vegas Strip, and it's dying up at an alarming rate. Um, <laughs> dying up. Uh, <laughs> wait, is that what I said? You said dying up. Oh, drying up at an alarming rate. I like dying up. Yeah, sorry. That was... You know, it's been a fucking week. I don't know, man. Every week's been a week. <laughs> I feel like I feel like being an adult is just constantly saying, I just got to get through this week and then it'll slow down. It never slows down. Never slows down. It's like, oh, yeah, th- this weekend's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> and then whoop, it's Monday already. Oops. That's depressing. So there's some really cool shit that's under the lake. There was a town called St. Thomas that was submerged at one point. Um, I think that town was founded by LDS. Um, There's like a whole history about it. Uh, But it looks like some of that like town has reappeared. Oh, it's like Atlantis. Yeah. Um, So there's like shipwrecks. There's like sunken cars. There's like the remains of a B-29 bomber that like crashed in the lake in 1948. Um, I have a link in the show notes from the site that's uh, called Only in Your State. There's a ton of really cool pictures from dives people have done um, that show you what you can find in the lake. But then, but then let's go back to like this whole part about it's been around since the Hoover Dam very close to the Las Vegas Strip. Uh, can you can you please call the Hoover Darn? <laughs> Sorry, this is a family show. <laughs> this is not a family show. Yeah, don't don't have your kids listen to this. Um, so obviously last week there was a barrel found with a skeleton inside stuck in the mud uh, after the lake had dropped to these super low levels, and police didn't really share a ton about the victim other than this was likely from the 70s or 80s and died of a gunshot wound um and they identified the time period based on the clothing and shoe wear that was on the skeleton uh, yeah yeah that... I, I mean i don't know i'm maybe i'm ignorant but i kind of assumed if the body had been there for like 40 years like the clothes like wouldn't in the be water yeah wouldn't that clothing you know what it says a lot about how the we quality used to of make the, barrel? the quality oh, yeah. of the clothing. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm still not super clear on that part, but I, I don't know. Um, so this body's identified as like being from the 80s. It's, you know, super close to Vegas. And police are saying, oh, you know, wouldn't be shocking if this was a mob hit. And I was like, wait a second. What do you mean a mob hit? Uh, you know, and apparently this is the part that was brand new to me. The mob basically dominated the strip during that time. And like during the, like, like Las Vegas was built on like mob beginnings. Yeah. Um, if, if you are a fan of the Godfather trilogy, (laughs) never seen it, (laughs) um, you would know that in part two, the Corleone family is trying to kind of like get established in Las Vegas. Yeah, there's a whole, I mean, there's a whole thing we'll get into. There's but a whole trilogy of movies. They're really good. Yeah. yeah. What did you the call third it? One, Il Padrino. Yeah. <laughs> the third one's kind of whatever, but the first yeah. two, just, oh my gosh, it's so good. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll put it on my list. No, you're not. You're not going to put it on your list. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to like Clockwork Orange you and watch it. Yeah. That's have fine. you seen Clockwork Orange? Uh-huh. Because yeah. if you knew what I meant by I'm going to Clockwork Orange you and make you watch it, you'd you'd not like it. Uh, um, Remember this scene? Yeah, I was going to say, you're going to tape me to a chair and then... Hold your eyeballs open yeah. and keep them moist. Yeah. Great. With uh, teardrops. Mm. This sounds like a good Friday night. It's Sunday. Yeah. So, so back in the 80s, they obviously didn't have DNA databases. So it's not like they were like collecting DNA. So even if they could get something off of the skeleton, it would be like a really challenging case to solve is my guess. But so the whole history of Vegas, how it was started, how the mob is involved. Okay. So the early 40s, Vegas is like I don't, I, I don't know if I'd say it was a shithole, but like it was not a great place to live or to really do business. And it was like a desert town with like, I don't know, really rough residents. Like you got to think about the kind of people that would want to live there knowing the kind of area it was. Um, yeah. So, you know, you could see the city from U.S. Highway 91. It like goes directly through um, on its way to California. And it was not a place that you would like stop at during a trip um, until these crime lords from New York. Whoa, whoa. We don't, we don't call them that. What, what do we call them? Family folk. Oh, sorry. Family people. Yeah. Okay, so these family folks. There you go. Meyer Lansky and Frank Costello introduced Bugsy Siegel there. <laughs> and names. And in, um, you know, Bugsy's investigation, he wants to discover if Vegas is like a good place for gambling on the West Coast. And so Nevada legalized gambling in 1931, but really it was only like cowboys and men working near military bases that had cared at all, which is kind of funny given Vegas is such a big gambling place now, which thanks to the mob just just on the heat alone i don't i don't ever really want to go to vegas it's not appealing to me there is a sphinx there there's some pyramids and i think even the eiffel tower is there yeah those are not enticing not for me you can see all the world's wondrous creations in one place and and lose your house Yeah, exactly. And the kids, maybe. Get your knuckles broken for counting cards. So um, 1946 comes around and Bugsy, um, you know, opens like Vegas's first luxurious casino. uh, Thanks to like Bugsy's like own talent. Apparently he could like fucking sell a, I don't know, a pen to a cat. He could sell salt (laughs) to a uh, like a White Sox fan. What? He could sell salt to a White Sox fan. You're so fucking rude. So, uh, you know, he also has the help of the mafia here, which is an important part. So uh, the Flamingo was the first of many of the gambling houses in Vegas that was gangster financed. And, um, you know, with the Desert Inn and Thunderbird and Flamingo, the mob establishes a pretty, like, profitable and legally backed business which is important are there um 
quotation marks around legal. <laughs> no, I think this part this was like, legitimate. Like, this is like legal proper. Yeah, 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 I think this is legal proper, which is important. Um, so, uh, you know, so it's important to note going into the rest of this that um, Bugsy is like considered a hitman, and Meyer Lansky is like the money man. So, uh. Bugsy is the one that's like overseeing everything that's happening at the Flamingo and uh, Lansky is just trusting him. I don't know if I'd say blindly, but really trusting him with like the success of everything. So, um, you know, Bugsy starts missing payments as construction costs rise and uh, only the casino, the lounge, the restaurant, and the theater were completed at the Flamingo before it opened in 1946. And there's ongoing construction, an unfinished venue, and problematic air conditioning, and the casino just, like, goes bankrupt. It just completely runs out of money. And so even though this, like, grand opening that they have is successful, there's a lot of guests that turn out. Um, You know, there's a lot of construction noises. There's, like, puddles of dirt. Uh, it's probably not the best experience for these people. And, uh, the gaming tables were open, but these luxurious hotel rooms that people probably like flocked out for, ha, flocked flamingo. Oh my gosh. Good night, everyone. Good night. (laughs) Um, you know, the luxurious hotel rooms weren't ready. So people like didn't want to stay overnight. This is like Firefest. Yeah. (laughs) This is like Firefest. This is OG. This is the OG Firefest, except you're not stuck on an island. So pretty much as soon as it opens, the Flamingo is bankrupt and it's shut down completely by like late January. And because Bugsy is the one that's in charge of this, uh, there's this desire to quote unquote off Bugsy because of the financial losses. But Lansky is like, you know what? Give him another chance. He's a friend of mine. Give him a chance. Um, so the Flamingo eventually reopens in 1947. Um, you know, Bugsy cracks down, tried as hard as he could to turn the Flamingo into a success. And Lansky's help um, helped the Flamingo start actually earning some money. So it became a little bit more profitable, maybe took some of the pressure off of Bugsy. Um, however, <laughs> uh, it wasn't enough to satisfy Bugsy's creditors and they got pretty tired of waiting. So Bugsy's investors decided, I think we're done here. I think we're, I think we're out. Do they whack him? So uh, the early hours of June 20th, 1947, uh, Bugsy's just shot and fatally killed in his house. Fatally injured. In it was an house. accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was an accident. Yeah, yeah. Was, Two bullets to the back of the head. He was cleaning his gun. It was a suicide. <laughs> Uh, so in that incident, there's an unknown shooter that fired a, a 0.3 caliber uh, M1 carbine several oh times. Oh, an M1 carbine. Several times, Adam. Twice to the head. Um, and Lansky's partners took over management of the Flamingo, like, literally within minutes, I think, of Bugsy being killed. Um, and despite extensive investigation, I'm sure they tried very hard, uh, the murder was never solved. He just tripped while he was cleaning his gun. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No one was ever charged. A tragic accident. Yeah. No one was ever charged with murder. So with this kind of history where the mob like even turns on its own, how many bodies do we think are going to be found in the lake? Because maybe they were counting cards in the casino. Maybe they had a debt that they couldn't pay. Seven. 
At least seven. Seven. I'm going to bet you there's a fuckload of bodies from the mob in that lake. Twelve. I'm going to go up to twelve. Yeah. And um, I think given the... I mean, I'd be curious. So, you know, we talked a little bit about the body that was found in the barrel from like the 70s or 80s. I saw, by the way, during like a little pause in recording, I did see it. I, I saw it like a shin bone. A, yeah. Definitely a shin bone. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like a... It's like a mummy, but like just the bones. Yeah. Um, and then given maybe within like a week, I think it was, they found a second body. Um, they haven't released a lot of details about the body that was just found. I think it was like today the reporting came out. Um, I'd be very curious if it was another like old body from the 70s or 80s or if it's something more recent because I'm going to fucking tell you, I think there's a lot of mob hits in that in that lake i imagine if they did like a like a like a radar sweep of it and they would find maybe lots of barrels <laughs> i think there's a lot of barrels um you know what this reminded me of though oil spills no um al capone yeah oh and yeah the that outfit guy. uh and uh bachelor's grove we did go there once. Yeah. We did so, go there once. Um, for anyone that's like interested in this kind of history, uh, so Bachelors Grove near us in like the suburbs of Chicago um, used to be like an old dumping grounds, I think, for Al Capone and his guys. There's like a little lake. Um, it's like a pond. Yeah. It's like a pond. It's it's yeah. a small it's body not, of it's water. It's not very big. It's right off the road. It's actually across the road from like a hiking trail or like a little park. Yeah. Um, And to get to it, there's, as you're driving, there's just like a closed like forest path sign. Yeah. And of course, everyone ignores it. Yeah. And there's also a little graveyard there that everyone well, yeah, goes that's, to. Yeah. Bachelor's Grove is like, I think, one of the most haunted cemeteries considered in the world. Um. But I think part of it is because maybe the history that it potentially has with the outfit. Who knows? Not me. Not me. Um, but yeah, that's today's episode. Uh, just a little bit of random weird history for you. And I'm very curious to see what else turns up in Lake Mead. But today I learned that uh, Las Vegas was started by the mob and the mob would dump bodies in a giant place that people get their fucking drinking water. <laughs> You got to find a better place to hide the bodies. Yeah. I mean, let's let's be more considerate here. Like in the sand in yeah. the desert. Oh, that's actually... I'm happy that you brought that up. Uh, I didn't include it in any of today's notes because I did not uh, find much on it. But um, apparently, as this rapid expansion has been happening for real estate over the last like decade or so, uh, especially in like Arizona, Nevada, um, a lot of uh what would you call them uh what are, what are the fucking companies that dig shit up to put houses there what the companies that dig things up to build houses yeah 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 i don't know so pretty much as they go to build these houses they start to dig and they find bodies there in you the go. desert there you go they find bodies in the desert mm -hmm. and i'm sure uh those are probably also some mob hits in there I don't think everybody in the desert is a mob body. You heard it here first. Yeah. Every everybody found in the desert or in a barrel in the water is apparently a mob hit. Yeah, I don't I don't think 
uh, that every single one could be attributed to the mob, but probably a good amount. Um, no, I mean, maybe they just thought it would be a good idea to like take a little sailing trip and the barrel looked very, I don't know, buoyant. Yeah, I'm sure it was. And then they put concrete in it uh, to like help the buoyancy. You yeah, know, you got to level, level out. out the buoyancy. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, Otherwise too much it'll concrete. tip over. Yeah. Yeah, you, you don't yeah, want that. Exactly. Well, uh, short and sweet for today's episode. Hope you enjoyed this little bit of weird history of how Las Vegas got its start and how uh, the mob was uh, in here with everything. There's like a whole separate story about how apparently the mob would like shake down um, the workers at the Hoover Dam. Uh, yeah. Why would you shake down the workers of America? Uh, who knows? They're the backbone. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. It's in the past. All right. <laughs> yeah, speaking of past, <laughs> this episode is done. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Thanks so much for joining us. Goodbye. Uh, bye.